coming up on The Potter's Touch. You're not going to tell me that God brought me into this world and all he had for me was misery. I refuse to live in misery and die in misery. A breakthrough is coming. If God would have done it five years ago, I couldn't have handled it. But I've grown up now. Now you can zap me with your favor. Now you can release what you have for me. Now I know how to hold it. Now I know how to treat somebody in my life. I'm ready now. Hey everybody, I'm excited to have this opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you. Our message today is growing into God's favor. You have to grow into it. The favor is what it is, but you have to grow into it. Do not be weary in well-doing. With God, there is a timing factor that often requires our patience. You might be ready, but is your situation ready? Everything has to work together for good. Take a look at this word. You'll understand what I mean. Many of us are waiting consciously or unconsciously for something to break over our lives. And if not us, our children. And if not our children, our finances. And if not our finances, our community. That seemingly there's always something that you're waiting to mature or develop into what you see in your spirit it ought to be. Isn't it amazing how you can get a vision and the vision can be so exciting that you celebrate the vision and then wake up in a reality that's so dismal and so different from the vision that there is an extreme polarity between what you believe in your spirit and what you see in your life. Reconciling the difference between what you believe and what you see is what faith is all about. For faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that we cannot see. By it, the elders obtain a good report. I need faith to bridge the gap between what I believe and what I'm dealing with at this particular time. Now, how do I get faith? How do I, how, how do I get faith? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That means that when I come together, I didn't so much come to praise the Lord because I praise the Lord all week long. I, I, I didn't so much come to see you because I see people all the time, but I come that I might hear a word that would gestate in the womb of my spirit and produce a faith and a commitment and a solidarity that would anchor me while I'm waiting on the promise to come to pass in my life. Tell somebody and say, I'm waiting on something. Now, now, Isaiah teaches us about waiting. He says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. In other words, Isaiah says, don't say you're waiting by just sitting down, crossing your legs and twiddling your thumbs. He said, while you're waiting, you should renew your strength. You should mount up on wings like eagles. You should run and not be weary. You should walk and not faint. Why should you renew your strength? Because when the thing that you're waiting for happens, you're gonna need strength to deal with the backlash of walking in the favor of God. That went over your head. They that wait upon the Lord 
shall renew their strength. They shall build up and get ready. In your waiting period, you ought to be getting ready for your favor period so that you are strong enough to bear the weight of God's favor on your life. Because when people see you walk in favor, they, they don't see you as the person being blessed, the first of many more to come. They think that your favor was at their expense and they may not celebrate the thing you've been waiting on all your life. And you have to have strength to stand up to their faces and set your face like flint and make up in your mind, I don't know what you're talking about and I don't, I don't care what you think. All I know is that it worked for me. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says that in the ninth chapter of the Gospel of St. John that Jesus passed by and saw a man which was blind from his birth. His disciples who were hungry for information, they had, they had to take a crash course in faith to understand who they were and how they were to operate, said, Master who, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Whenever we have an adversity in our lives, we have a tendency in our own human reasoning system to always want to understand why this happened. Who do I blame for this? Well, I'm, I'm like this because my parents were like this. I'm like this because I didn't have parents. I, I'm like this because I'm black. I'm like this because I'm white. I'm like this because my father dropped me on my head. I'm like this because my mother ate ice cream when she was pregnant. We always look for some reason to explain the vicissitudes of life. Jesus blows all of this out of the water, said neither did his parents sin, nor did he sin. In other words, it was nothing that he did to bring this on himself. Oh God, I want that to sink in. Because somebody's blaming themselves for something that you had no responsibility in. He said it was nothing that you did that brought this on you. This happened. It is nothing that your parents did that caused this to happen. Things happen. Bad things happen to good people. So rather than to spend your energy trying to figure out who do we blame for this condition, you ought to be preparing yourself because God is about to give you a breakthrough in your life. Look at this. Neither had this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. This is a profound statement. Jesus is suggesting here that the works of God are made manifest through the adversities of men. I'm gonna say that again, that the works of God are made manifest through the adversities of men. In other words, if you didn't go through anything that was adverse, God would not have a way to show how strong he is in your life. Are, are, are you hearing what I'm saying? That when you wanna see the works of God made manifest, look for somebody who's in the most deplorable situation because God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. When, when we are at our worst, then God is at his best. And just because you are in a crisis mode right now does not mean that you're going to spend, oh, I got to deal with that a minute. Too many times, more times than not, we have a tendency to want to categorize people and put them in a file. This is a good person. This is a bad person. This is a successful person. This is a failure person. This is a black sheep of the family. This is a person who has favor. But I want to warn you against snap judgments. 
because some of the very people who lag behind and look like they weren't going to ever bud or blossom or bring forth fruit may be the very person that has an appointment with destiny but because you judged them prematurely before they had developed and gone through their changes, you might X somebody out that God has checked the block and said, I'm going to bless her. It might not be in January, it may not happen in February, it may not happen in March or April or May, but I have set a date on the count. September 26 at 5.15, there is going to be a turning point Are you hearing what I'm saying? Many of you have lived your life with the sense and a feeling that something was about to happen in your life. You've gone through adversity and challenges, felt like giving up, felt like throwing in the towel, sometimes felt like life was not living, worth living, but at the moment of your greatest disparity, there was an intrinsic voice down in your spirit that kept telling you, hold on something. Something now, now, now I, I would like to be more intelligent and more articulate than that and specifically say what is going to happen. But sometimes you're holding on just because you know something is about time. You don't even know what it is. You can't describe it. You can't explain it. You have no point of reference for it. You haven't seen it before. It's just a gut feeling that where I am right now is not where I'm going to end up and somehow or other I will come out of this on my feet. Something. I don't have a name for it. I can't explain it. I've never seen it happen before. I don't see it coming quickly. But down in my spirit, I sense that some Thing. Isn't it amazing how you can hold on to something that you can't describe and you can't explain, but you're still holding on to it for dear life? Something is about to happen. Now, all of you who have received your blessing, you don't have to really get into this, but all of you that are waiting on yours, touch somebody and say, something is about to happen. Now, this business about this brother being born blind, that means from the moment he was an infant, he was blind. He'd never seen a sunrise or a sunset. Grew up in a world where people described and talked about things that he could hear but couldn't see. Isn't it amazing how you can live in a world or in a community or in a city or in a neighborhood where somebody is going through great blessings at a time that you're locked out of it? You heard about it, but you can't see it. <laughs> you listen at the radio and other people were talking about how it was going for them, but you're not seeing it. You work with people who have a great marriage, but you don't see it. You go to church with people who are getting a breakthrough in their lives, but you don't see it and you are in a state of blindness. And yet, in spite of his blindness, he's still growing. Growing in the dark. Growing in the dark. Growing in isolation. Growing through rejection. Growing without having the benefits of other people around you and still growing. Now you can laugh at him if you want to, but I have to respect people who grow in adverse circumstances. 
You can say what you want to. Somebody else who had to deal with what this brother had to deal with may have committed suicide, thrown in the towel, said, I can't hack it, I can't handle it, I'm at my wit's end, I can't. But in spite of his blinded eyes, he kept feeding everything else and kept growing anyway. There are people in this room who are growing in spite of dark situation. They are growing in the dark. They got dressed in the dark. They came to church in the dark. They bought a house in the dark. They're raising their children in the dark. They're dealing with adversities in the dark. They go to work in the dark. They pay their bills in the dark. Don't have everything that everybody else has, not seeing the blessings that other people are having, but you're still going ahead anyway. If that sounds like you, then the Lord sent me here to preach to you, to teach you, to challenge you. You can't wait till the change occurs to strengthen yourself. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That means in spite of the darkness, the bleakness, the adversity, the crisis, the trauma, the rejection, the pain, the divorce, the abuse, whatever it is that you face, you still have to have a forward motion in your life to prepare yourself that something else is going to happen in my life. You're not gonna tell me that God brought me into this world and all he had for me was misery. I refuse to live in misery and die in misery. A breakthrough is coming. Look at somebody and tell them there has to be something else. Joy is getting ready to come into your life and you will not remember anymore. Your mind is going to be wiped clean. That attitude is going to be changed because now sorrow has transferred into joy. Are you ready? I wanted to jump up and holler joy. One, two, three. Isn't it funny how God's method of bringing you out may not be the method that you would have chosen? He didn't always bring me out through the person I wanted him to use in the way I wanted him to use him, and he didn't bring me out as comfortable and as classy and as refined and as conservative as I would have liked for him to bring me out. This, this leads to a question, how bad do you want out? See, there are people who want changes in their life as long as it costs them nothing. I want the Lord to bless me. I want to lose 50 pounds, but I want to eat ice cream late at night while I do it. I want to get my degree, but I don't want to go back to school. I want to get out of debt, but I don't want to pay anybody. I want increased income, but I don't want to work another job. You'd be surprised at people who want things, but are not willing to go through what it takes to get your breakthrough. I don't have a sermon for you. I want to preach to the people who say whatever it takes. What I like about this man, 
is the condition that started from birth. He lived through it all of his life, but all of the while he was growing up. Is there anybody in here that's growing up? I know that looks funny because we, we, we got a little salt and pepper going now. It, it's kind of late to be saying we're growing up. But how many people know that you don't finish growing up at 21? No, they're not real. How many of you all know that you don't finish growing up at 21? How many of you know that you can be 30 years old and still growing up? Some of us are 40 and still growing up. Some of us are 50 and we're still growing up. We're just now getting to the point now that we don't care what you think. We don't. Y'all don't hear me. I feel like having some church in here by myself. See, you couldn't get the blessing earlier because you'd have been so conscious of what they were saying that you couldn't receive your blessing. But you're finally old enough now that you can be blessed while people are murmuring and complaining and biting and arguing. But all you know is that God worked a miracle. Give God about 30 seconds of praise right now. and tell them the time is right. The time is right. The time is right. The time is right. I'm ready now. I can handle it now. I can deal with it now. The time is right. If God would have done it five years ago, I couldn't have handled it. But I've grown up now. Now you can zap me with your favor. Now you can release what you have for me. Now I know how to hold it. Now I know how to not blow the job, not blow the favor, not blow the grace. Now I know how to treat somebody in my life. Now I know how to do business in high places. I'm ready now. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you're just now getting lined up for the favor of God to saturate your life and move. Give God a praise if I'm talking to you. In, in our country now, they're forever listening for terrorists and they're listening at the underground communication of the terrorists to see what the plots and the plans are. And when there's a lot of turbulence, a lot of emails and a lot of interaction, they call it chatter. And chatter gives you an image of a whole lot of noise going on in the room. And when the chatter increases, a lot of times the threat level is raised because the chatter is there. And I, I want to tell you something, when you're really getting blessed by God, expect there to be a lot of... Mm -hmm. There will be chatter. You, you can't be blessed and everybody just sit back and fold their arms and say, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's your birthday. I'm not mad. It ain't going to happen. It's going to be a whole lot. I don't believe it. I don't think it's right. Who is she to be? Who is he? I know he doesn't think. But in spite of the chatter, if God has blessed you, Oh my God, my God. Tell somebody, say, don't let the noise stop you. 
All the while they were arguing, this man was just looking. Oh my God, there's a sunset. Look at that, that's a willow tree. I never saw the palm tree before. Look at the brook. Look at the water moving in the brook. All the while they're talking. Is this a man? Is this the same man? I don't believe he was blind in the first place. What's he doing getting healed? Did Jesus have the right to heal him? He healed him on the Sabbath day. Isn't there a scripture about that? But sometimes God has to break a rule to bless you. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying to you. I'm going quick because I feel something about to take over this place. Now, I don't want to wreck a good Sunday morning service, but I tell you, I tell you, sometimes God has to reach over people who thought they were supposed to get the blessing and say, not you, not you, not you. I want him. And God's favor will snatch you up. So they asked his parents, is this your child? They said, yes, this is our child. He's legit. They said, was he born blind? They said, we can tell you for sure he was born blind. They said, who healed him? They said, we don't know how he got healed. He's of age. Let him speak for himself. Look at somebody say, I'm of age now. I can speak for myself. They, they, they brought the man to the forefront. They said, you mean this controversial Jesus, this, this water-walking Jesus, this scout-about Jesus, this Jesus that doesn't follow rules and doesn't obey instructions, this Jesus that didn't come from our university, this Jesus that wasn't endorsed by our group, you mean he healed you? This man is a sinner. Blind man said, I don't know what school he went to. I don't know what the board of bishops said. I don't even know whether he's a sinner or not. All I know is that I was blind. Y'all don't hear me. It's working for me. Woo, I got to quit. I said it's working. You can debate about it. You can argue about it. You can cuss me out about it. But I came to tell you Oh, oh, if he ever opened up your eyes or open up your mind or open up your finances or open up a job or open up a position for you, I want you to take a moment if you're of age and give God praise. Well, 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 well. Well, 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 well. Well, well, well. I know I gotta quit, but I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this place. Shake somebody by the hand and say, I'm old enough to speak for myself. Tell them the Lord brought me from a mighty long way. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. You can laugh if you want to, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus at all, that the Lord for me, my soul cried out hotly.
Listen, to grow in the favor of God, you must be ready to reject the critics and naysayers in your life and expect God to bring his promises to fruition. Sometimes he'll use very unorthodox methods. Jesus healed the blind man by making mud from spit. When you have a need, don't focus on the process. Believe God for the promise. He wants us to approach him with a radical level of faith that causes us to grow in his favor. Before we go, I want to talk about the great works we are doing around the world. I've learned we don't, we don't say enough about what we do, and if I don't tell you, you won't know. People are suffering and, and they're dying because they lack two basic needs, medical care and clean water. I established the Global Partner System to unite people that care, who are concerned, who want to make a difference, that want to help hurting people everywhere. We've built medical facilities, but we need to build more. We've dug wells, but we really need to dig some more. I need GPS partners to affect the change that people are praying for around the world. Do you not know you could be the answer to somebody's prayer? Let's do it together. Go to tdjpartners.org, join GPS, and let's change the world. Our goal and purpose in life under Christ is to love and to help one another. And that's the mission of GPS. Together, we can touch lives helping the hurting, encouraging the hopeless, feeding the hungry, and so much more. Visit tdjpartners.org and find out how you can help impact the lives of generations to come. We are all one global family, touching the world with God's love. Receive God's keys to unlock a blessed life with more favor, more faith. You've got to buckle up, ride it out. Every blessing I ever had in my life, I had to ride it out to get it. When you give to the ministry of any size, you will receive Bishop Jake's message, You Are Blessed and Highly Favored on CD, and your very own 31 Days of Favor journal and print. God was talking to you about greatness while you were in weakness, telling you to buy a house, and you backed up on your rent for abundance. When your gift is $70 or more, you will receive our three message series, More Favor, More Faith on CD, the You Are Blessed and Highly Favored CD, and 31 Days of Favor Journal and Print. If I pray right, I'll go to the next step. But God said, no, you're going to skip steps. So step over it! When your gift is $100 or more, you will receive the More Favor, More Faith 3 message CD series, the You Are Blessed and Highly Favored CD, and 31 Days of Favor Journal and Print, as well as a designer blessed and favored mug set. Be forever blessed with More Favor, More Faith today. We're a family and we're human. And in many, many ways, we are no different than anybody else anywhere in the world. What MegaFest does is it connects us in our shared humanity right. and we get to worship together. I think this is a time that we need to come away and be healed. Now you're about to receive everything God promised in your life. But when I come to manpower, I see other men who are weeping and saying, God, help me too. So now I'm not alone. There's so much that we can glean from one another from generation to generation. I'm just saying, let's get it. We've got to get the gospel without discrimination to everybody, to the men, to the women, to the kids. Give the young people Jesus and they will be drawn. Real people, true people, just tell them like it is. And when we get together, it's going to be glory 
Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.